0: Hello, my name is Eddie Kim, and I am your host of this podcast, which is called By Day By Night. This show is about Asian Americans that live double lives. By day, they may be, they might be a regular CPA, they might be a regular teacher, they might be a uh, lawyer, but by night, they have this radically different life that they hold, some kind of lifestyle that's far different from their daily lives. And for whatever reasons, it might be a complete secret. It might be completely hidden from their friends or families. And we want to know why is that the case? Like, why are there so many people that might have these odd and strange different type of lifestyles that they do like what does it do for their dreams and their futures like what itch does it scratch welcome to by day by night i am a producer and a filmmaker by trade but i'm also super passionate about asian american issues over the last many, many years, could be even hundreds of years, the issues of mental health and emotional well-being are like some of the least talked about issues affecting the Asian American community. In fact, it's so much so that everybody knows about the model minority myth, and everybody knows that these stereotypes are so ubiquitous, but it may definitely play a part into why we don't seek out whether you wanna see a therapist or whether you wanna just even talk to your friends about the stresses that you go through. But the people that are gonna be on the show, they may take it to a whole other level, a new extreme. And I wanna know more about it. My goal for this show is essentially to understand, like, why do they do what they do? What kinds of mental and emotional hoops do they have to jump through? And how do they cope with that? How do they deal with the stress? Especially if it's like their friends and family have no idea what they do. Oh, before I even continue to go, I have a producer on this show whose name is Charles Gray. And he will be also talking from time to time, asking questions with me. Charles, I don't know if you want to say a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, my name is Charles Gray and I am a filmmaker. I'm also very interested in like Asian American representation in the media and entertainment and stuff like that. Obviously, this show is about
0: real people with a second life, right. that they're living simultaneously with their primary life. You know, all the guests on here, they're gonna be anonymous. Like, we want to respect their anonymity, and because I don't know if they've revealed this to others. I'm, chances are they probably haven't, which is why they're on this podcast. Right. right. They will not be named. Like, yeah. we will talk about their life, you know, their age, their ethnicity, and in that anonymity, they may have the freedom to reveal everything that they want to reveal. Like that's essentially it. I saw the statistic, right? In 2020, the American Psychiatric Association, they released a report acknowledging that AAPI community was the fastest growing racial you know, or ethnic group in America. And I quote, the least likely to seek mental health services than any other racial ethnic group, AAPIs are three times less likely to seek mental health services than their white counterparts. I believe that. I don't remember growing up like anyone in my family or friends talking about any of that.
1: My one, like, if I were to guess why that is, I'd say maybe it's because the whole uh, narrative of like, you have Asian, strict, strict Asian parents who... Yeah, like tiger moms and the tiger dads. Only want you if you get straight A's. Like I could see maybe it's like that fear of like, oh, I gotta like like maybe that fear that like seeking out help is weakness or something. Right, Um, right, right. And they don't wanna show weakness because we gotta show our parents that we're strong and smart and on top, right? Right. I don't know. That's just maybe that could be why. I don't know. What do you think?
0: No, totally like that definitely plays a part into it, like like this this drive or need to be perfect or successful Mm -hmm. in front of your family's eyes. Yeah.
1: My, My other theory as to why is also because right now in our, where we're at with like, uh, where, you know, we you grew up here uh, as a kid. You were born here in, in L.A. or?
0: I, take, I actually was born in uh, the East Coast in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. But I, I, I mean, I might as well have been born in L.A. I moved here when I was like one.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I, I was born in the Philippines, moved here when I was four to San Francisco, and then became an L.A. kid by, I don't know, by grade school. But we, we live in that uh, time when a lot of our parents were not born in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. So I think... The other reason why I don't think people might seek out mental health, not because of that fear of of being, you know, seen as weak, but maybe it's just that that's not how we grew up. We didn't grow up thinking there's an option to go to a therapist. I mean, I mean, I don't know about you, but like, I didn't even know that was even like a possibility. I thought it was like something like the rich, rich people did. I saw it in movies and stuff, you know, sitting on a therapist couch and like telling your problems and stuff. Um, I thought like, man, you have to be like a, you know, you have to have like a, really nice career to have to afford that or something right um, but maybe that was another reason like i mean i don't, there wasn't i don't think we had therapists in the philippines that my parents can go to if they had an issue um, so i don't know if that also could be a reason why that was never like on the table as an option yeah you know? yeah maybe so maybe so here's a, here's another thing that
0: like i was thinking about is that you know when, when the, the people that come on the show mm-hmm. Does this show mean that they need therapy? Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. Because I also think that perhaps the people that are going to be on this show, by keeping it separate, by keeping their other life separate you know, from others, they may know that there's a lot of judgment. Mm. For sure, there's a lot of judgment. I mean, even if there was no such thing as a double life for them, like people are constantly judging you and me all the time. Mm, yeah. So uh, every Asian American knows this. Right, right. So by keeping it separate, are they actually fulfilling a dream of theirs? Oh. And so, so, ironically, these people who are quote unquote living double lives are actually living their true selves. Ooh. Meanwhile, the quote-unquote regular person yeah. that doesn't have a double life, <laughs> if, if we cast judgment on these people, like, we're the ones who actually aren't living our true selves. Right, right. Like, we're living in a matrix or ah, something. You know I what I mean? Like, yeah. we have duped ourselves into <laughs> thinking that we, we are living our true selves right. and judging these people as like, oh, you're strange or whatever. Yeah, yeah. When in fact, they're living their true selves and doing exactly what they wanted to do. And that we have something to learn from them. You know, what what inspired me to kind of do this podcast was 10 years ago, maybe even more. Podcasts weren't even a thing back then. Mm -hmm. I wanted to just record an interview with a a buddy of mine. He was just an actor by day. And and he just so happened to also be like a Taekwondo master. In fact, I think he was a Taekwondo master and then came to LA. He wasn't even from LA. Like he Mm -hmm. came to LA because he wanted to become an actor. Oh, okay. Uh, But it's a tough, tough thing to do to become a successful actor. You're going to be like hustling forever, right? Right. So you got to have like other kinds of jobs to pay your bills. And so his other job was he was driving prostitutes from one location to the next in Hollywood. Really? Yeah. That was his job. He was a driver. He would break down how much each girl costs by ethnicity and things. I was like, unbelievable. Wow. You know, yeah. like, he knew the business in and out. He, he wasn't a pimp. He was just the driver. No, he was not a pimp. He no. was he was just the driver. Right. And he would take them from location to location. And then sometimes he would have to protect them if some crazy shit happened. Okay. Right? And that's where his Taekwondo skills came oh, into. Oh, interesting. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, and, and like, you know, my, my friend, he was Korean. Yeah. And so I was like, damn, what the hell? You got a crazy life. Yeah. But then I, I, I almost thought to myself, like, why that job? Other than obviously it pays the money, yeah. maybe good money for him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's just kind of like sometimes he would have to put himself in harm's way for this job. Yeah. That made me think there must be hundreds more people, thousands more people like him all yeah. across the U.S. Right. And nobody knows it. And that's what this show is about, right? Like the kinds of questions I want to ask are things like, I want to know about the most basic levels, mm. like how old are they? Yeah. What's their ethnicity? Like what kind of Asian are they? Yeah. But then I also want to get into things like what stress do they experience mm. by living this quote unquote double life? How does it impact your emotional well-being or your mental well-being? Why can't you tell anyone, how did you even get into this in the first place? Where do you think you're going to be? like like, d- is this going to continue on for many, many years? Mm-hmm. And then, like, what pinnacle are you trying to reach, right? What are your future goals? Like, what would your family think if they found out? What would your friends think if they found out?
1: Yeah, I mean, also, like I'm sure. Some of them just want someone to tell, like maybe even just saying it can be some sort of therapy for them. Right. Possibly, yeah. What do you want the takeaway to be for like viewers, uh, maybe even for the guests? So many things, right? Like, you know, if if this other lifestyle is
0: like an actual real profession, Mm -hmm. learning about that profession Mm -hmm. right, or learning about that lifestyle, does it actually help them feel better by talking about it? Right, right, it's definitely going to be an education for us, right? Mm-hmm. And then for the listeners, it's it's also kind of like uh, uh, maybe you were curious about that other lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Maybe you are also living that other lifestyle, right. And that you find someone you can relate to, you know, that you don't particularly feel alone. Or, or maybe if if you wanted to try that other lifestyle, maybe this could help uh, you explore that. Ultimately, this this binary lifestyle. Uh, uh, may end up becoming just one life, where uh, someone might not have had the courage to do something about it, and then now they do. You know,
1: so this, this is really, this podcast is really about learning, right? Maybe my last question, out of just my own curiosity, uh, say someone who is an Asian listens to this, knowing it's an Asian spe- specific uh, show, what do you want them to get out of it? It's directly tied in with this model minority
0: myth, right? Like, this myth is so ubiquitous to to every Asian's life, whether they know it or not, that it it needs to be shattered, right? Mm. Because it creates a situation where it's like, you would never think that an Asian would be like this or be like that Mm. because you completely believe in a stereotype of Asians. And and, uh, uh, for the non-Asian that listens to it, even though that modern minority myth is very specific to the Asian community. But by listening to these people's stories, they'll be like, oh my god, that's, yo, an Asian did that? <laughs> Dude, my homie, he's Latino, he, he does the same thing, or you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, I've just noticed a pattern where like, the, the, the stories or the, the stuff that we've been seeing, whether it be in like film festivals or the, the big movies that are out in the mainstream, I feel like there's still so much to tap into with within the Asian community of stories. Like, yeah, we got stories that, like, we're just kind of at this moment sharing our culture, showing how we're different. But, like, I feel like that there's so much more, so much deeper we can go that, like, like, why can't we just skip past all the, like, uh, culture stuff and just get into like we're just like just like you man like you know like our stories are just the same i know
0: exactly <laughs> what you're talking about i yeah. mean uh, like if there's a reality show about asians there are some in the asian community that would be like oh my god the reality show is taking asians back 10 years or whatever yeah, like yeah, yeah, how yeah. could they show that kind of the the, the bizarre behavior or whatever right, right. we need to show like wholesome stories or or stories that present heroes and stuff mm. and yes we should have stories that present asians as heroes right and, and asians that are at the top of their games mm-hmm. but the asian reality show is that really a setback <laughs> you know yeah is that really taking asians back? like we know there are asians like that too yeah <laughs> but the whole spectrum of asian storytelling ought to be told right not just one specific subset yeah it, it's possible that you know some of these uh critics uh, of like asian reality shows could be because oh we've always been shown in a bad light that uh, uh by hollywood that we mm. need to show asians in in, in hero stories sure. and things like that 100 percent believe that of yeah. course yeah. yeah of course my whole goal is like as a storyteller is more like well, let's take back ownership. Mm -hmm. Like, let's let's not let us be defined by the mainstream. Let us own and tell our own stories from all spectrums. Right. I mean, just just as a preview of what's to come. One of the one of the guys, he is a financial advisor by day, but he is like a big time shrooms manufacturer and grower and distributor. By night, we got someone who's she is she is like a a college admissions counselor by day, and by night she's a a dominatrix. Dominatrix, yeah. She will be telling us all about the BDSM community and, and what she goes through day in day out. So, every one of you who'll be joining and listening, I hope. That these stories of real people that we interview, I, I hope that they resonate with you, encourage you, and that uh, you'll enjoy, you know, what we have to talk about. You know, we don't talk about we are, we don't purport ourselves to be experts of any kind, mm-hmm. you know, or, or therapists of any kind, right, or, right. or counselors of any kind. <laughs> We're here to learn and, and to understand these people's lives because. At the end of each episode, you may realize that they're just like you and me. You know, they
1: may be your friend, and that's comforting, I think, to to, to,
0: see, to know that completely, yeah, completely. And so, without further ado, welcome to By Day, By Night. Thank you for listening to another great episode of By Day, By Night. By Day by Night is produced by Eddie Kim, Charles Gray. Story produced by Jerry Chan. Edited and engineered by Emily Benson. Original music by Sal Gabriel. For more information about today's episode, please check out the show notes for details. Please like and subscribe so that you can get next week's episode, because who knows what new story may be revealed on By Day by Night.